This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. Isn't that is that a song? I'm I'm a, okay. I'm a payroll. What is this song? That I, the one there he I'm, talks about. I will be there. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think that's what it is, but I mean that's not. Yes, that one. It is, isn't it? I don't it's think not, that's. I'm a payroll. No. <laughs> no, but I don't think I it's. I, I don't think it's. I'm a be there. I think I'm, it's. I'm. I'm a. <laughs> it's not. I'm a. No, it's not. I know. Michael? It's. I, it's my way be there. M M way be there. I'm be there. No, that's not what it is. Yamo be there. See, I told you. Yamo be there. Yamo be there. Okay, that was a good test. <laughs> Should we start? Yes. Okay, let's just go. Okay, we're just going to just go. Yeah, let's just do I it. I mean, if I sound far away. If, if, if. Y- Yamo be there, though. See, that's the thing. I knew. <laughs> I need you to give me some credit about how I knew it was not Yamo be there. I didn't know what it was. I thought I but... already did. Oh, give I you know. that credit. You probably but, did. I mean, I can give it to you again if you'd like. Fist bump. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, hi. Well, hi. Here we are again. Oh my God, we're on a schedule. I'm. Oh, I just got so proud of us. Our cycles have finally synced up. Oh, sick. <laughs> Brittany's doing this new thing where she's leaning closer and closer to the microphone. I'm just trying to get comfortable because she wants to sound louder than I do. You guys. I am your father. Oh, so one time when I was in drama in high school, oh, we had to do these uh, uh, scenes that were um, like they were on a radio show. Really? And Oh, like they were doing like, um, what's his name that scared the world and people committed suicide? Yeah, but kind of just, it, yeah, I mean. People but know what that is, right? Acting, War of the World. Thank you. Jesus um, God. Anyway, my my character, we actually recorded them mm-hmm. and then listened to them in class. And my character was supposed to light a cigarette and then uh, exhale. Oh my God, that would never happen today. And I got too close to the microphone. And so it was normal, normal, normal. And then when it got to the part where I exhaled my cigarette smoke, it legit sounded like I started up a flamethrower <laughs> changed the whole course of the scene oh, i love it it was ridiculous you should have that's what should have been written in in the play it's pretty amazing <laughs> what was the name of your I character i won't blow into the microphone to tell you i don't remember okay. she was a femme fatale i once played a character called hyacinth oh i mean it's not interesting that story other than that <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got, you guys. Okay. I we were in theater. Hey, hey, it's Pod's Burgers. Hey, cha cha. Hey, Here my dog are. has already started with the snorting and the the scratching and, and the- bonus fun times, guys. My dog is over here too. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting. I don't know. Do you think that the microphone is picking up his his groaning and his he's in ecstasies right he's, now. He's, he's itching his ear as hard as he can. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. He's it's making fine. grunting noises. Yeah, and... it's good. You know, this is this is the episode where we just finally embrace <laughs> sneezes, dog sneezes, um, Jen's stomach noises. Yes. 
Yes, um, you, you may hear those. Just all of these things that are, I, I feel like if people have made it this far and they're still listening, that it's time to be real with them. It's just time to like. When were we ever not though? I don't know. We've it's it's like it's one. like Teddy's, um, what do they call it? Boidle? Boidle? The girdle? Yeah. 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 You just take that boidle off. Just be real. <laughs> what is that sound? It's him panting. Not Chris the Archivist, but Lloyd. <laughs> now he's wagging his tail. Okay, guys. <clears throat> Here we are. Okay. Shake it out. Jen, shake it out. All right. So, so Brittany and I talked a lot about, as we do, about what we were going to discuss on this episode. And um, we decided that uh, rather than talking about one of the new ones, we would go back to... Um, some of the older ones and, and do about an episode Teddy. about Teddy. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'd say that the one from this season, the Thanksgiving episode is my favorite Teddy one so far, but yeah. we're, we're not going to talk about that one. We will talk about it at Thanksgiving maybe, yeah. but yeah. it's just so everything about it is so perfectly Teddy, but the episodes that we did research, or at least in my case, research, Jen just pulled them up in her memory files. Um, it was good because it caused me to uh, dig back a little bit more about what I knew about Teddy and why it, why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. So so that was fun. Uh, we have a few episodes that we'll talk about where he is um, a catalyst, if you will, but not much more than that. So, mm-hmm. um, But Teddy, man, I, I really like this character. Yeah, Teddy is the one that reminds us of our our brother. There, there, we have two brothers, and Jean reminds us of the one, and Teddy reminds us of the other. And Teddy is one of those characters that's just he's he's complex, but he's pure. Mm-hmm. You know his his motivations are nearly. I can't think of a time that his motivations weren't pure, mm-hmm. even if they were misguided. Yeah. Um, you got to love Teddy. Well, and he's it's very difficult for tr- Teddy to be anything not completely transparent. Like he's a terrible liar mm-hmm. um which we get into in a few of these episodes and I I relate to that a little bit. I've just given up altogether trying to tell falsehoods because I'm just 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 the worst liar. Everybody can tell. Yeah. So um do we want to do any housekeeping before we oh, get started? Oh, I do. I do. Um one of the things that I forgot to mention in the last episode that I would like to mention now, um, and I, this is ongoing. Uh, if you so last episode we talked about how Chris the Archivist caught that uh, Brendan Small is a character that popped up in um, the Hurt Soccer. He's a character that was drawn. You see him briefly waiting to go into a porta potty after the referee for Louise's soccer game exits the porta potty and. Um, that was something I, I probably would not have caught unless I'd watched it multiple times. And then mm-hmm. I would have thought, hey, that looks like, but Chris caught it immediately. And I'm absolutely fascinated with that kind of complexity that, I mean, obviously, if you're working a job like you're an artist or a writer or a voice actor for a show that goes on for multiple seasons, you're yeah. going to put little nuggets like that in there. Yeah. And I would love it if you guys, if you've caught something that we haven't talked about 
send it to us. I would love to hear all of these funny little Easter eggs that they they put in there that those subtle refer- references that people would probably not notice otherwise. Please do. Yeah, and and even though I watched the episodes so many times and most of the things that happen I can I know about. I don't for instance, I didn't know who Brendan Small. I didn't know who that was. Yeah. So there's no way I would have uh, picked up on that, regardless of how many times. Right. Um, because, you know, I generally don't watch cartoons. I just, Bob's is really my only Obsessively, cartoon that I'm yes. into, so I wouldn't have caught that kind of crossover moment. Yep. So love to hear about that. Um, and send it to podsburgers at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram or Facebook. Yes, please. Do, do what you will. Yes. That would be great. Um, I wanted to put out another call for um, just uh, leaving a uh, review on iTunes, especially if it's a if it's a good one. Yeah. Even if you don't want to write a review, just you know, click click up some stars because it would be nice uh, to get kind of a higher rating there. Yeah. Um, also, I just wanted to mention that we will not be talking about any episodes from season eight, which just wrapped last Sunday um, in real life. Uh, But we will go back to catching up on those in the next episode. We won't be talking about any of them this episode, but we will go back to it. Um, But I just wanted to mention that I think that uh, Mission Impossible Slug, Slug Bowl, which is really Impossible <laughs> um, that just aired, is definitely in my top five oh. of all episodes at this awesome. point. Honestly, um, guys, so what I've been doing, sorry, I just knocked over Teddy. We've got Teddy here with us um, in honor of his episode. Um, I have been doing. I didn't realize this and that I was doing it consciously um, until recently when Jen was like, oh, have you watched the latest two episodes? And she wants to talk about them with me desperately, but I am holding worthless. off. No, not worthless. She's worthless. I am holding off until Who do those I talk last... About Bob's Burgers with? I, I'm holding off on those last few... If you can't appreciate this then no one can. I want, because I know the season is over, I've got a handful of episodes left that I haven't watched. And I'm just sort of like, it's like having some candy and I just eat the candy and I just watch the one and then watch the others. Fine. I will. Um, anyway, you were saying, uh, we're in the, your top five. It's just, it's just delightful. So if you guys want to talk about mission impossible, (laughs) There's no way to say that normally. Impossible uh, with me. I would I would love to have this conversation with you because it is just the most incredible. So you know what? Hit me up on that because uh, Brittany's because apparently worthless. I'm worthless. Um. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly before we get started is that I am on a pretty intense. I hate to use the word diet. Let's just call it a meal plan. It's a diet. I'm trying really hard to just, you know, get to my goal weight and then I can eat maintenance instead of weight loss. But I'm not, uh, I'm not, we've mentioned this multiple times. I'm not a big drinker anyway. Never even done a shot in my life. But uh, I'm not drinking at this moment. 
except at this moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I haven't had wine in in a bit, and except one glass that Brittany and I had at dinner the other night, and this tastes so good. I know. I'm telling you. I'm so enjoying this moment. Why do we do this to ourselves? I, I mean, I know. know there's a reason why. We want to be healthier, and, and that's great. But, like, we, uh, Chris and I ran out and did a bunch of errands, went to visit our, uh, not his and my mother, obviously, your, <laughs> your mother and my mother. Mm-hmm. By the and, way, you never answered my text. Oh, I didn't see it. What was it? What did it say? I Sorry. said, was I supposed to be at mom's today? No. No. Okay. Didn't know if there was like a Memorial Day thing or no. you were just visiting. No, I was I, panicked. She, you know how she gets her mindset on a particular thing yes. that she needs, yes. and then I hear about it for weeks on end, yes. or you hear about it, and I then do. so I finally delivered that that special object, and I'll have a new mission coming up soon. But it do you was not her. Want to share what this? No, it was it was the doll that she made back in like nineteen seventy eight. The little, um, the green doll with the bonnet. and she... I didn't know you had that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. So Why I, did she want it? I don't know. She just... She Do you guys she, like this? this she's is... pro- <laughs> she probably thought I was going to destroy it with my, I don't know. This is land chat. It's, that's right. You guys get to witness You this. were going to destroy it with your... Um, I don't know. Strange vision of Jesus. Yes, my my scummy Your weird version of Jesus. My scummy Jesusness. Anyway, so I delivered that to her and... Um, yeah, and then she gave me a, she gave me a housewarming gift, uh, which the Jesus pillow. No, that's what Chris said. Is he's like she gave you that already? No, she gave me a gigantic clock, and the first thing she said when I opened the box was, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "Oh great, this is great. Everything's well." She gave me a life size yeah. dog statue. I warned Chris. I said, "Mom says she has a, Chris, a housewarming gift for us, so uh, just gird your loins." Yeah. I mean, her gift giving is unusual, but mm-hmm. endearing. It is. Yeah. Very much. Anyway, you, you, like that, you said. Oh, I was just going to say, you got the Jesus pillow. I did. I was pretty excited. I we did. talked about the Jesus pillow on Mostly True. So oh, my God. If, if, you, if you guys have not listened to Mostly True, A, you should, and B, you have no idea what the Jesus pillow is. It is, is one of but my, it's pretty good. my most favorite possessions right now yeah. is the Jesus pillow. Yeah. So Jesus sitting in a field of, I, I don't know, maybe poppies. Uh, they're, they're not red, but I mean, are pink. there pink poppies? Yeah, Giant flowers, pink flowers everywhere. Just laughing like a lunatic looking at the sky. Yeah. With lambs. It's amazing. I thought there were no lambs. No, there were lambs. There's two like two little lambs. Oh, I just re-listened to Mostly True. I thought there were. And lambs. when I described no, when I described the pillow, I said, "Are they lambs?" And you said, "No, there are no lambs. It's just Jesus by himself." Oh, there are lambs. So now I believe I, you. I lie. Okay. I lie. Apparently about I, Jesus. I said I didn't lie, and now I'm lying. Well, now so. you don't deserve the Jesus pillow. One of us always tells the truth, and one of us always lies. All right, let's get back on track. One more thing. Uh, website. Yes. Podsburgers.com. Yes. Go check it. Check. Yes. Check it. Oh, did you happen to see um, the comment that uh, Mark's aunt left on one of my posts on yes, social media? I so did. Apparently somebody in Mark's uncle's Mark family, is Jen's husband. Yeah. Works for the Cartoon Network, I think yes. she said. Mm-hmm. And uh, his aunt Linda is 
is shilling for us, trying to get people to listen. Oh man. So I think that's darling. It's amazing. And sweet Tell and so thoughtful. You know, I've, I, I talked to them. They quizzed me mm-hmm. about the podcasts, uh, a, a few, several months ago. I think it was, uh, you know, before Christmas and, um, I talked to them about it and then we haven't talked about it again, mm-hmm. but they committed all that to memory and, uh, they are so dear, you know, they really are. You know, I kind of have the best in-laws you do anyway. Okay. So should we, should we do this thing? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to so talk about Teddy. Y'all. There's, there's seven seasons and we mm-hmm. went through and we found the Teddy centric, if there was one, mm-hmm. uh, episode per season, there are uh, several episodes where it's not Teddy-centric, so because there are seven, this could be a very long episode, but we're not let's going talk to go about, in depth. Yeah, let's talk about the three where he's a little bit more centric, Yeah, and then touch on some of the others just to talk about them a little bit. Like, um, we don't have to go... I'd like to go in order of season. Yeah. Just because of the development. So this is one of the ones that is not Teddy-centric, so we're not going to go in depth. We're just going to touch on it. Mm -hmm. And this is called Crawl Space. Mm -hmm. Um, And Crawl Space... I hope we come back and do... We are. We're going to come back and do a full-on oh, of yeah. this one. Because there I, have, were, I have many notes. Oh, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so many notes. But. So so Crawl Space, just at a high level, because we're not going to be getting into too much detail, um, the, the plot synopsis is that Linda's parents are coming to visit, so she's having Bob do all of these fixings around the house and cleaning and things. And one of the things he has to do is fix a leak. So he has to get up in the attic and he fixes the leak. Her parents arrive. He hates her mother. So he pretends to be stuck in the wall Mm -hmm. and it's just basically him being stuck in the wall and crawling around in the crawl space. Yeah. And the family having to manage everything in the real world while he's in the crawl space. And he's and, trying to participate in the from the crawl space as well. So Yeah. So Teddy's appearance is because she calls Teddy, who is a handyman, mm-hmm. to come get Bob out of the wall even though he's not really stuck. Mhm. And, um, Teddy is pure Teddy oh, in yeah. this. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think that's the thing that really struck me is like, they, they open up the fire hose first thing, like the moment that he shows up Yeah. and he's never really ch- deviated from that right. in all of the seasons. Yeah. That's one of the things that's kind of beautiful about Bob's Burgers is that they establish a character and I can't think of a time that a character has not stayed just 100% true mm-hmm. to any, even things that they do that are seemingly out of the ordinary, if you really think about it, really apply to who the characters are. Yep. Um, Teddy immediately starts uh, telling Bob about Prohibition Times <laughs> and his <laughs> uncle, mm-hmm. um, who... Oh, what was the name of the drink? The swanky panky. <laughs> um, so he's telling him about how the false walls where Bob is uh, were typical of prohibition times, and that his uncle 
worked in a speakeasy and called Swanky's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that they had a drink called the Swanky, Swanky Panky, Panky. Mm, yeah. which he starts to give the recipe and it starts with two parts vermouth and then Bob interrupts him. And I am desperate to know what is in a Swanky the, Panky so that I can drink it. They must make a Bob's Burgers drink book. They have the burger book. They have the CD of the music. Totally agree. Drink book. But I did thoroughly scrubbed the internet trying to find Mm -hmm. the swanky panky recipe Mm -hmm. and i found a recipe for a drink called the hanky panky Mm -mm. which has vermouth in it but it's not two parts it's vermouth and gin and then some kind of bitters that sounds really awful really yeah why do you think that it just sounds like there is no relief from the bitter Mm. well do you like gin martinis because because that's you know, vermouth and gin. Oh, I guess. Yeah. No, I was just thinking I think it that sounds delicious. if something was cutting through it, but then, I mean, in a gin martini, all you'd get is like olives. So I like, I like a gin martini neat with mm-hmm. a twist. That's my, because the, the brightness of the twist really yes. kind of cuts See, through everything. That's, that's what I'm saying. And, but, but I also like a dirty martini, like a really dirty martini. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah. But I really, really want to drink a Swanky Panky. You guys, panky. I would love it if you would tell me what you think is in the Swanky Panky as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I would, I want to try these drinks. I will put them together. When Jen's drinking again, we will drink them. If it's Prohibition era, it has to be medicinal. Oh, though. for sure. I mean, yeah, I, Which I totally Which is my favorite get. kind of cocktail anyway. I like medicinal, but I don't like it where I'm like, every time I take a sip, I go, <sighs> after. I do. I don't I want it to. I want it to, to suck the inside of my mouth. But I'm that that way. Will sock, not suck. <laughs> Either <laughs> it can suck the inside of your mouth. Sick. Um, I like it somewhere in between. Um, I I do prefer it on the more medicinal side. Uh, if I have a drink that's too sweet, like a lot of the stuff we were getting when we were in Hawaii, because I was trying to give Chris the full Hawaii experience, mm-hmm. it's so sweet that you go after because it's just yeah. too sweet. I can't, I can't, which is unusual for me because I like very sweet coffee. I like dessert, but when it comes to my alcohol, I want it to be painful. You I like, if, ooh, you if like what sweet. you like. Well, you like what you like, and that's just, you don't even, you don't apologize. I don't no, know why I'm telling never. you that. Um, Swanky panky. I'm going to make it. One other thing about Crawl Space is it's also the first appearance of Coochie Kopi. Yes. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe Mr. Frond as well. I, yeah. Um, Do we ever see Gloria again? Yes. They go to visit them in It Snakes a Village. Okay. And I want to say she's in one other, but I don't remember. But it snakes a village is amazing. Okay, so I need to I need to go back and watch that one too. So she was um, voiced by Renee Taylor, who played Ava Braun in the producers. With um, I did not know that. Yeah, so she's been in a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, and so I was like, I know her voice. Is that Megan Mullally again doing a different tone? Yeah. But it's not. It's uh, it's Renee Taylor. Um, uh, one other thing, I'm sorry, I, we weren't going to talk much about crawl space, but I just have to say this, you know, good on Linda's parents for getting it on so late in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
and really enjoying themselves. Oh my god. Like, clearly. Tina's nightmares were so distressing before they introduced the voices of her grandparents having sex, though. It's it's true. I mean, it I mean, those always. weren't nightmares. They were, I guess they were nightmare fantasies. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Um... But clearly Al knows what he's doing. Yeah, because Gloria was <laughs> totally into it. Getting her grandson to sample. Well, she didn't have him sample it. No, but I'm just I'm just watching it. And it never really struck me before. You know, because it's supposed to be funny and it's yeah. supposed to gross them out and everything. But I was watching it, re-watching it and thinking, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, God bless him. Yeah. And... And I hope we're all so lucky. Yes. Me too. Good <laughs> job, Al and Gloria. Al? Um, oh, and Bob's, sorry, Bob's, all of Bob's um, nagging insults. I loved those oh, too. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Spiro Nagnu. Yes. It's my favorite. Um, what was the one? Nagatha that, Christie. What was the one they say at the end that Linda finally says she, it's something, the secretary of, of Nagriculture. Nagriculture. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's. I have so many notes. Oh yeah, there are so, me too. So many more things that I want to talk about. Um, one thing that's important to to point out, though, is that Bob's Burgers started early with the poop, mm-hmm. and just kind of never let up with the poop. So yeah. in crawl space, uh, he's trapped in the wall, oh. and he has, <laughs> he has to, to poop. poop. Yeah, and at the end, when Gloria quote unquote rescues him and bashes him through the wall to get him back in the real world. You can hear him in the background saying, um, don't shake me. I might go to the bathroom. <laughs> the sounds <laughs> they're making when they bash through the wall and they land on the floor and that yes. Mr. Frond and Linda are yes. looking at them. They're going, ow, ow. <laughs> and it just goes on for a while. It's so amazing. Okay. Anyway, so that, I'm sorry, that wasn't much about Teddy, but um, Teddy is pure Teddy. Oh, yes. In a- there. Amazing. Um, good on him for uh, caring about his mental health. Mm-hmm. He talks about his Chewing uh, on copper. And what? When he's talking about the guy that goes crazy in the wall and that all he did was oh, like. Oh, yeah. But that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about how he. But doesn't he refer to his therapist after that story? Anyway, go ahead. No, Bob. Um, tells him to come back tomorrow because he wants to stay in the wall. And, oh. and Teddy tells him um, that he's still going to have to charge him, even though all he did was stand there and talk. Oh, that's right. That's right. And it's because his therapist said and then if Bob's he doesn't like, uh, care about his time, nobody else is going to. Bob's like, that's a good point. Yes. I also like that Bob is is all, oh, yeah, that's yeah. good for I you. I mean, I think it's important mm-hmm. that he's fine with just talking about having a therapist yeah. with whoever. yeah. Oh, his Bob. Bob's his best friend. Everybody should be that open about their mental it's health. True. It's true. Let's talk about the deepening. That's season two. Okay. Do you want to give the... Wait. No, it's not. It's season not. two is the Belchies. Oh, sorry. The deepening is season three. All right. Tell me Tell me a little bit about the Belchies. Okay. So the Belchies is a riff on the Goonies. Yes. Um... This is another one that we're just going to touch on. It's not, we're not going to get too deeply into because uh, Teddy is the one who kind of sets everything in motion. So um, he tells the kids that there is a uh, treasure hidden in or around or under uh, Caffrey's taffy factory <laughs> and draws them a map um, that 
turns out to be a butt with poop coming out of it. Again, <laughs> poop. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to point out all the poop. Um, and it's a joke. You know, he says you have to, you have to go down the, the passageway this way and then there will be three rocks. And then you go down the passageway this way and it's a, it's a butt with poop. And uh, he thinks it's <laughs> hilarious. But the kids take him seriously mm-hmm. and they take the map and they go into the warehouse to find um, the, the treasure um, and they get trapped in there and the warehouse is about to be demolished. Um, the B story is Bob and Linda's scheduled sex night and they use uh, sex dice. Um, oh. This is the episode that my husband always calls lick foot because <laughs> Bob keeps rolling lick foot on the sex dice. <laughs> Um, oh, anyway, uh, Teddy's not sex really, positivity, Jen. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, all I the mean, way. There's kind of a throwaway. Um, it's not even really a joke. It's just more of an aside where uh, Teddy says, "Oh, scheduled sex. Do you want to borrow my shot a tape?" But um, <laughs> my attitude is, if you've been married as long as Bob and Linda are married, and you have one day a week that you have sex, and you're That's- you're meeting that commitment. That is actually not uncommon. It's people think it's like, oh, I mean, there's no hotness there, or there's no romance, and I'm like, sometimes that's the only thing that's keeping it going, you guys. The thing about it is, when you're living an actual real life, Mm -hmm. and there's so much going on in your life, to know that there's this time that you are going to be with your partner, and Mm -hmm. you you make time in your head in your life, yeah for that and you know that nothing comes around that time i mean and it's like i said especially after three kids and you know however long they've been married in my opinion it's like schedule it yeah make sure it happens Mm -hmm. sex positivity that's right um i found alan gloria bob and linda that's right go go i found this um this diagram online of you of know, a butt the, with poop coming out of it. Of all of the possible configurations of the sex dice. Mm-hmm. And I just got really pissed at it because ear massage wasn't even on it. And ear massage is like the main thing that's happening when they cut back to the B story. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, making the, that's great, ear massages noises. So what, did they think they just stopped the dice and just went for ear massages? That's weird. Yeah. Anyway. You should write them a strongly worded <laughs> email. <laughs> Um, sorry, but this is, again, there's really not a lot about yeah. Teddy in this episode, and there isn't another episode in season two that's Teddy. That's but, fine. That's fine. Um, we, I mean, it doesn't all have to be about Teddy. No. So, so now we can talk about the deepening. Yes. Sorry, I skipped over the bell cheese. Yeah. Whew. Man, my brain just went completely blank. All right, so the deepening Um it is the synopsis is that the summary is that uh, Mr. Fish Odor is looking for some new attractions for Wonder Wharf to bring people in, and he's um, talking to the kids to get the kids' perspective. And some of the ideas for his rides are just amazing. Um, what was the one that Louise finally says sounds interesting? It's some sort of oh, the slide with the pigs, hog yeah, slide, hogwash. hogwash. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did have a question for you about it. And that is whether you'd be into the carousel, which is a carousel with real horse skeletons. Absolutely, I would. See, me too. I mean, I absolutely. Thought, I thought you would be. 
Um, that would just have just, I absolutely. It turns Tina off. Mm-hmm. She says, you had me with horses and then you lost me with horse uh, skeletons. skeletons. The thing is, as long as the horses weren't murdered. Right. If, you know, they died naturally of old age and then, you know, their skeletons went on to live another life. Yeah. Come on. That, that would have absolutely fascinated me, especially if they did it. And this is like the little like inner underground kid Mm -hmm. coming out in me right now. But especially if they'd done it in like this beautiful sparkly black with like, like that, I just would have been like, that is, yeah, that carousel. Mm -hmm. I need to be on that Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so the scarousel was one, hogwash was one. Anyway, so um, Bob realizes that there's a lot of movie history in the town and suggests to Mr. Fishoder that he should, um, it turns out that the mechanical shark from The Deepening, which was filmed partially or in its entirety in... The, the Deepening 3D. 3D. Deepening. Yeah, 3 Deepening. Mm-hmm. Um, so The Deepening 3. Right. It wasn't... You know, the original. Right. But. It was filmed in their town, and they're selling the mechanical shark online, so he tells Mr. Fishoder he should buy the shark. And the way Teddy is brought into this is, and this is just hilarious to me, the whole first part where he's trying to convince them that the, not no, don't bring the shark in, mm-hmm. um, especially the part where he screams, no, and then he says it's because the ketchup bottle is empty. Yes. Teddy played handsome lifeguard number three in the deepening, three deepening. And uh, it turns out later on in the story, you find out that Teddy holds a grudge against this shark because when he was trying to chat up one of the, um, the beautiful extras who has like body makeup to show like her guts coming out Mm -hmm. because she's been attacked by the shark and uh, he's trying to chat her up and she may have been the one the guy who was controlling the mechanical shark causes Teddy to spill his coffee on the girl. And that's what causes Teddy to start eating and become fat. And so that's where Teddy and is brought they, into this. They ask him, you know, why aren't you upset with the shark operator? And he considers that for a minute and then he decides, no, no it was the shark. the shark. So... Essentially what happens the rest of the episode, um, Tina, Louise, and Jean go in and they're trying to cut the fin off of the shark to make fake shark fin soup. Um, and they knock over the shark so that it is now flailing. They can't turn it off, um, apparently until the gas runs out. So the shark is flailing through town, causing devastation to people's homes and businesses. And they're trying to stop it much like in Jaws mm-hmm. um, with a variety of... of of traps and things. I think one of the things that made me laugh out loud in this episode is when they, they come up with three different, um, four, four, four different plans. And the one is, um, uh, spike strips. And if the spike strips can, can stop the drunk Shriners, they can stop the shark. (laughs) And the, the shark goes over the spike strips and the spike strips get caught on it. And it just gives the shark spikes. Mm Mm-hmm. Then they put down oil to try to make it to where it can't, you know, move. It can't get friction in order to move. And all it does is make the shark faster. faster. Mm-hmm. And so then, now it has spikes and it's going faster. Yes. And then they get a crane with a giant hook to try to hook it. And the crane hooks it and then falls over into a power line. So now the shark is electrified. And fast and has spikes. Yes. And then... 
Uh, they dig a giant hole to try to stop it, and it falls in the hole and then burrows into the Belcher's basement. Yes. So now it is electrified fast, covered in spikes, and in their basement. Yes. So they have to figure out how to stop it. Um, when One thing, to go, going back to when they're trying to come up with a plan, they've got everybody in the neighborhood in the um, in Bob's Burgers, and they're trying to come up with a plan, and they start arguing at one point, and then Teddy interrupts them. He's trying to get their attention by doing a finger scratch on the chalkboard, okay. but he has no fingernails, so he just does this extended sound. It's so amazing. That was one of my notes. <laughs> the 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 drawing of him with his hand clutched in front of the the chalkboard and his face as he's making the noises is just incredible. <laughs> um, they end up. Uh, using Bob's new soft serve machine as uh, kind of the same way that happened in the deepening at the end of the deepening movie, they fill the shark with concrete to kill it. So they fill the shark with soft serve in order to kill it, quote unquote. It's mechanical. And yeah, and it, like the ice cream comes out of the eyes and everything after it's just right. so super creepy. And, and we watched this episode last night, my husband and I. And um, when it started, at the very beginning of the episode is when they're talking about the new soft serve machine. Mm -hmm. And it caused Mark to research how much it would cost for us to buy our own soft serve machine. (laughs) Mark loves soft serve, you guys. He really does. And then he got up and left and went to get ice cream. This episode made him need ice cream. I love it. So... Um, Teddy is just amazing in this episode. You get a lot of his backstory, the fact that he used to have beautiful golden hair and this amazing body. And um, so like every time he talks about being handsome lifeguard number three, everybody just stares at him. And he's like, what? What is everybody looking at? And at yeah. one point, Tina goes, your body. <laughs> um, and uh, a couple of kind of side things. Another thing that made me laugh out loud in this episode was when Bob is, so the the shark, he and Teddy and Mort go into the store to try and stop the shark. And it becomes like that climactic scene at the end of Jaws when the boat is being eaten by Jaws and the characters are sliding into his mouth and everything. And so Teddy and... um, and Bob are kind of on this incline where this floor has sunk in, um, sunken, sunk, sunken, sank. Either. <laughs> Stank. Um, anyway. Sunken is probably where I would go. And the, Bob is holding onto the counter and he's throwing things at the shark and he goes, what do we do? I'm literally grasping at straws. <laughs> There's a box of straws on the counter. It's I so know. dumb. It's so Bob's. Um, I I love when they talk about the deepening three deepening mm-hmm. because it is so late seventies early eighties yeah. typical the especially zero uh, or, or what am I trying to say the the second one <laughs> sequels oh um, <laughs> I was like I have no idea what you're trying to say dear I love when he says this movie is ninety percent naked car wash. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it that they're they're holding the shark in the nude hot tub mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, the baby shark. Yeah, I mean it's it's so so. Another thing about me, 
is I've never seen Jaws. Um, I've never seen Jurassic Park. I've never seen... There's a lot of these iconic... I'm getting... Oh, a man. dirty look from Chris the Archivist. Chris the Archivist, <laughs> like one of his most favorites, is Jurassic Park. So, all a lot of these iconic movies I've never seen. So my experience with them is much like the Belcher children's experience with the Deepening, where mm-hmm. bits and pieces here and there yeah. of what they are allowed to watch or what was on TV. And I remember one time when we were kids, our brothers were watching Jaws on television. And I remember that my mother told them that they could watch it as long as they <laughs> changed the channel anytime I went in the room Sorry, because I, I wasn't allowed story. to watch it. And I was the youngest of five children. And for the most part, I was, and maybe this is only my own perception, but I feel like I was not the typical little sister. I didn't try to annoy my older siblings. By and large, no. That's why this story always makes me laugh. <laughs> I tried really hard to actually be accommodating and and so that they would want me around and you sure. know that type of thing but you gave me a little bit of power <laughs> and I would use went that straight power. to your head so when my when I heard my mother say this to my brothers I found all kinds of reasons to walk through the room so that they would have to change the channel every time I came in the room and I would walk really slowly through the room <laughs> to the kitchen and then back to the hallway. And I remember them getting upset and complaining about it. And I remember my mom telling them, it's her house. She can walk around in her house if, you know, if she wants to come through the living room. I'm not going to tell her she can't come through the living room. So I really went to town on that. But my experience with Jaws is what I saw walking through the living room or what I saw, you know, in the trailer right. or, you know, scenes on TV later. And so to me, movies in the late 70s, early 80s, when I was of that age, are all nude car wash. Yeah, 90% <laughs> nude car wash. I'm not, I, I don't think there was any nude car wash going on in, in Jaws. There was the, the girl naked swimming Maybe at the in beginning. One of the sequels. And probably, I honestly. I um, yeah, one of the things that I loved about. Um, so to, to go back to Teddy and his um, association that we, we place with him and our brother, um, at the end when he's like, oh, it's over after they filled it full of ice cream and then he takes the knife and just starts stabbing yes. it. It's so fucking Jim. It is just like... <laughs> Just 100%. I chortled at that one. He's just fucking stabbing this yes. shark full of ice cream. Um, and then I had a couple of other things that I pointed, I, I thought were interesting. And I, I I didn't think a lot about this. It wasn't a gen. I've, I've thought about a lot about this, but mm-hmm. I took note of them. Why in all of the times that... Children and adults who are left-handed, who have struggled in their lives with right-handed scissors, did they give left-handed scissors to the woman who lost her left arm and had to use her? That just seems so ironic to me that they... You know, I'm Mm left-handed. I'm very dominant left-hand. I do everything pretty much left-handed. And I'm very sensitive to left-handed, lefties, but I've left-handies. I can't use left-handed scissors because 
they were just not available to me mm-hmm. when so I you was had to learning out. to use scissors. So yeah. I learned to use scissors with my right hand, right-handed scissors with my left hand or with my right hand. But I still use right-handed scissors with my left hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very awkward and uncomfortable. Um, but so to me, it's like, if you handed me left-handed scissors, they would be just as worthless. To yeah. Me. Yeah. It would just... I just thought that was, was doing. really interesting that they didn't make it that she'd lost. They they flipped it the other way yes. around that somebody gave her lefty scissors. Yes. It was just hilarious to me. Um, something I learned in this episode, Linda stands up to pee. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's very true. I'm trying to think if there's any poop in this episode. She uh, she was so afraid after seeing the deepening that she didn't want to go anywhere near water. So she stood up to pee and then she just kept doing it because she preferred it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, and then um, I, you know, I talked about Tina and her zombie fantasy in the last one that we referenced, um, the first episode with Teddy mm-hmm. in the crawl space. Um, earlier in the seasons, like the earlier seasons, Tina's fantasies were just so much more. It seemed mm-hmm. like she has this fantasy in um, in this episode where she becomes friends with the shark because it's misunderstood mm-hmm. and it like barfs up an arm and she takes off of like a BFF neck yeah. or a bracelet and puts it on. And I just, I don't know why they just seem more potently Tina in. Yeah. I actually, that, that fantasy, I've thought a lot about that fantasy. Jen has <laughs> thought a lot about this fantasy. And the jingle. <laughs> Um, that wasn't the jingle. I just totally, that was terrible. I will write you a you fucking just, jingle. You just riffed that. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the deal is most of the time, um, Tina's fantasies are romantic or sexual right. in nature. Right. And in this case, um, it's not, right. it's, it's about, um, this bond that she has made with this shark. And I've, th- that's why I've thought a lot about it is because it's Jen so, thought- <laughs> it's so out of the norm for what usually happens with Tina. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about, you know, why there would be that, um, sort of fascination that she has where she would go into that place. And I realized that Tina is largely driven by her uh, libido, but not entirely. Mm-hmm. She also very much wants to be accepted. Mm-hmm. She, but, but in a, on her terms, she's not willing to change who she is to be accepted, Right. but she dreams of being accepted for her authentic self. And she also has this desire to be special. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the beginning of the episode, when Mr. Fishoder comes in and oh. says he wants to talk to the children and Tina says, I'm a tastemaker. When I talk, people listen and they're not listening. They right. walk away. That's kind of the gag there, but that's what she wants. That's kind of her ideal. Mm-hmm. And this idea that this shark is misunderstood oh. and needs this yeah. companionship and needs somebody to understand it or her, um, is what appeals to Tina yeah. in that case. It's kind of like um, Jericho yeah. and her her kind of fantasy life with Jericho, who is her imaginary horse, um, is not sexual. The they're, they're, you know, just the closest of close, 
but it's it's very platonic mm-hmm. and it's the same thing her fantasy with Jericho is about her you know being able to kind of tame him and mm-hmm. and that special nature that she has that that appeals to him so that he's willing you know to come down to earth and be you know her horse they also very i mean you took that somewhere far beyond where <laughs> i was going to go i told you i thought a lot I, about it Jen has thought a lot <laughs> um always i i like the the fact that these writers are obviously referencing a particular generation's childhood. So the fact that Free Willy, um, I was too old when that came out for it to be part of my childhood, but mm-hmm. Free Willy was part of it. The fact that she does the um, the Teagle, the, the never-ending story thing mm-hmm. in yep. Gotina on the Mountain, um, that she has Jericho as this, you know, uh, imaginary friend, Which if you is will. the... That her fantasy about Jericho is the black stallion. Right. So for me, those are all things that, very, and again, one of the huge reasons why I relate to Tina so much. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that they will reference that. But I, I think that they probably do think about exactly how to make sure that it's in, in keeping with her character. Yeah. Yeah. We're oh not my about God. Teddy. You guys. <laughs> why do we fucking fail? I don't know. Okay, anyway, Teddy in this episode, though, really makes me laugh, and I love the fact that they show young Teddy, because you don't see that very often. We They talk about, um, uh, what is the episode where, oh, it's um, Bed and Breakfast, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. When he stays at the Bed mm-hmm. and Breakfast, and, and they bring in the furries, mm-hmm. and it reminds him of when his ex-wife, Denise, who we're also going to talk about, mm-hmm. and, and that... That whole thing is, um, I love knowing more about Teddy's prior life, mm-hmm. even though it's just really fucking sad. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I have more to say about that, but I think we should get into that when we talk about See Me Now. Yeah. Because I, I do have that. <laughs> I promise you guys we'll talk more about Teddy. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, and this is part of the reason why we keep ve- veering off, is that we love Teddy, um, but I feel so connected with the Belchers and, and I love Teddy. It's just that I haven't spent as much time digging into Teddy's psyche. He's, he's, he's woven through the belt, the Belchers anyway. So, um, okay. So that was season three. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to comment on that? Um, so season was season four, uncle Teddy, or was that the cook? The, okay. No, that wasn't season four. So season four, um, uncle Teddy, you want to talk about this one a little bit? Just give the summary. Yeah, so um, the synopsis of Uncle Teddy is that uh, Bob and Linda are going to go to a burger uh, convention um, for the burger forum online that Bob is a member of. And uh, it turns out that their sitter, who was going to stay with the kids, went to Paris because she forgot that she was going to sit for them. So they desperately try to find somebody uh, very quickly and Teddy happens to be sitting there when they're discussing options like Bob's cousin Vanessa, who's in a cult. <laughs> and um, Teddy uh, volunteers to do it and says, you don't even have to pay me. So Teddy stays with the children. Um, it is This episode is a riff on Uncle Buck. Um, and Tina is the rebellious uh, older Teenager. child yeah. who... Uh, becomes attracted to the new deli delivery driver, Jonas, who plays the melodica. Mm-hmm. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, that's kind of like a combination of a keyboard and a recorder. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so she uh, eventually ends up sneaking out to meet him. Um, and and it so it kind of goes back and forth between the stories of Bob and Linda at the burger convention and Teddy taking care of the kids back at home. Um, this this episode has so much Teddy in it that is just amazing mm-hmm. that I, I love it very, very much. So this yeah. is going to be mostly Teddy, although I do want to point out that the online name Beefer Sutherland is probably one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah, so let's just get through that really fast. At the convention... Um, Bob meets up with all of the people from the, from the burger forum and they're, uh, it's not always clear if they are just burger enthusiasts or if they work at restaurants or they own restaurants. They, they don't like Bob very much because Bob doesn't understand online etiquette and he types in all caps. Don't do that. It means you are yelling. Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't understand emoticons. He doesn't know what LOL means. Um, and he comes across as rude because of it. Um, but everybody has a handle who Mm -hmm. is in this forum. Um, and they also think that he, uh, brags about his fancy restaurant, which is why it's not super clear if they own restaurants or, or what the deal is there. But, um, Beefer Sutherland is one of them. Oh my God. That's just the most amazing. There's, there's just grilling. There's meat cute. There's uh, beef geek. Um, one thing I did notice is when they check into and the Bob's hotel... And Bob's Sorry, Bob's is Burger Bob. Burger Bob, yeah. yeah. When they check into the hotel, um, the the man at the front desk gives Bob and Linda name tags. And Bob's obviously says Burger Bob. And Linda's says Mrs. Burger Bob. Mm-hmm. And then they meet up with Just Grillin in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And he has Just Grillin and his wife, who, by the way, has a T-bone steak as her uh, fanny. belt buckle. Oh, I thought it was a fanny pack. <laughs> um, says Mrs. Just Grillin. And I thought, does nobody at the Burger Forum keep their maiden name? <laughs> why, why do they have to Jen's be- thought a lot about this, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you never actually see... Uh, Beefer Sutherland's partner, if he has one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super clear if Beef Geek and Meat Cute are together. When right. when he first approaches them, they're standing kind of really close to each other at the bar. So I've thought a lot about that. Oh my lord! Anyway, sorry. yeah. So that no that <laughs> that was the, the that was the convention. You and got anything else? Essentially, what happens is they 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 end up having this scuffle over the hot tub. Bob and Linda get ejected from the convention and they come home early. So that's part of the other story. But the 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 crux of this story is the A story, if you will, is mm-hmm. the um is the Teddy and the kids. And there's so much good going on yeah, here. Let's and, talk and Teddy. by good it's not it I I just want to have a job writing Tina's fantasies. We're just gonna do that. So <laughs> she does this whole where she gets on the bike with Jonas yeah. and he like speeds out and draws like a heart or something no it's 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 jonas and tina's face together with a heart around it yeah but um the music that plays in that fantasy i swear every time it starts i think it's gonna be jesus and mary chain and which one is which one when no no which jesus and mary chain oh i don't know maybe um uh the is it is it called like honey is that what it's called just like honey? Yeah, just like honey. Yeah. Is kind of what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, every time I get I love excited, it. and then it's, and then it's not. Maybe they're it's they're fine. probably trying to make it sound like that. Um, so Teddy keeps trying to engage the kids with things like playing games and you know, you know, doing silly nerdy stuff, and the kids are just interested in watching television. Um, so Teddy decides he's going to. Um, uh, He's like, okay, you guys can watch television. I'm going to go clean out the sink because I noticed it's running slow. So he goes in there and he has a snake that he's cleaning out the sink. And Gene walks in while he's doing that. And he's like, oh, holy crap, what's that? And then Louise comes in while they're doing it. And basically it turns out that they pull this horrifying thing out of the sink. that they Mainly hair. Yeah. which And goop. Really, and they 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 call it their goop baby. Yes, so they basically carry it around and like are having a quote unquote. There's like a whole montage of them doing fun things with this goop baby, and it's just. Awful. I swear that the goop baby is what the pipes under my shower must look like. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for telling uh, you that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I apologize to everybody. The uh, thing is. I, I, for those of you who, and I don't know how many of you there are who don't know us personally, who listen to this, but I have, if, imagine how much hair you think a person can have and then quadruple it. Jen it has is a lot of hair. You it guys. is a ridiculous amount of hair. So much hair. On my head. And it ju- that's just got to happen. Yeah. It's like, I've got, I've got little traps down, but. I mean, when they pulled that out of there, you know how I am about hair. Yes. And it's just like, I, I had a reaction where I was like. Well, and they're talking at length before they pull it out. Teddy's about talking about how it smells. Yeah. It's just horrible. <laughs> you guys, it's horrible. And they are delighted by it. Yes. They love it. They, they like, they're dancing with it and all of these things. They talk about how. Like when Teddy asks if they want to taste it. Yes, yes. And Jean says yes. <laughs> and then at one point they catch Tina. Um, oh, she's having a quote-unquote party. They call it a gathering downstairs in the restaurant because Jonas wants to hang out there because Tina's parents are out of town. And uh, they're talking about how they just had the goop baby put down to bed and now it's awake. Yes. And it's like horrible, horrible. Just horrible. Yes. Um, at one point, uh, like... Teddy at this point is just like, he's not even trying to be like good Teddy anymore. He's not trying to be bad Teddy, but he's just being Teddy. Yeah. And he shows them how to make, which I kind of want to make, the thing with the marshmallow. Like, like the Teddy brulee. Teddy brulee, yes. It is torture to be on a diet. Oh my God. And watch him make Teddy brulee. He puts chocolate and then crumbled up uh, pretzels and then marshmallows. And then he takes a blowtorch and he blowtorches the top of it. I want it. And it looks amazing. Please, will you make that for me? <laughs> you can't have it right now, but of course I will make Thank it for you. you. But, um, and then Louise is like, oh, I need to have that blowtorch. And Teddy is just going to hand her the blowtorch yes. until he gets a phone call. No, he hears the melodica downstairs. Oh, he that's says, when they go downstairs to find it. Does hear them. that? It's like an accordion, but worse. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love a squeeze box. Oh, I know you do. Really enjoy it. Yes. Um, And then uh, at one point, uh, they catch Tina downstairs and and she's all being rebellious teenagers. So she sneaks out of her room and goes to the lighthouse, the cove by the lighthouse. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To hang out with uh, Jonas and his friends again. And his friends are just begging him not to play the melodica anymore. Um, So she's hanging out with them. Um, and then 
Teddy finds out that she snuck out and then the kids wake up. And so they're searching for Tina and they knock on the, um, the owner of the sandwich shop that Jonas works at. They knock on his door to figure out where, uh, Jonas has been. And he starts talking about how they used to hang out in his gazebo, which they referenced earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. But then they started bitching about how it had a leak in it. And then, um, they were like, do you want to see the, he's like, do you want to see the gazebo? And he's like, no, we don't have time. Oh, all right. We'll go see the gazebo. (laughs) We'll look at the gazebo. Like, like, of course they want to see the gazebo. Why wouldn't you? Um, couple of things before I'm done with my set of notes. Um, again, Teddy as Jim, when he has to sign the release form from the cop. This is the second time they've done this gag, by the way. He tells him he has to sign it here, initial here and initial here or something to that effect. And he's like, okay. And he's like, so just anywhere? And he's like, no, there where it says guardian. And he's like, so right here? And he's like, no, over here. And they just keep going. And finally, he's just, he gives up on him. But that is so fucking Jim. It is. (laughs) Teddy actually does that in Sacred Cow as well. When the filmmaker asks him to sign Sign the waiver. Yeah. Um, So... And that's the only two times I'm aware of that that happens, and I I want it to to be a running gag. I want them to keep doing it. I think they will. Hey, guys, guess what time it is? It sounds like peeing. I'm not peeing. (laughs) That's not pee. Um, So so when the uh, kids are at the cove by the lighthouse, they decide that they're going to sneak into the lighthouse and make shadow puppets on the fog. (laughs) And so they're trying to sneak into the lighthouse. Um, Tina is going to um, climb through a window and then let them all in. And she gets um, caught in the window when a ranger comes to catch them. Ranger Matthew Danko, that's a pretty name, (laughs) is what uh, Teddy ends up saying to him. And the other kids run off and leave Tina there. So Tina gets apprehended by the ranger. And Teddy eventually shows up to try to talk the ranger into letting her go. And he references... He says, if anybody deserves to be in Teen Ranger Jail, it's me. And the ranger tells him, it's not just, it's not Teen Ranger Jail, it's just Ranger Jail. (laughs) And I always thought he said Team Ranger Jail. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it just, the first time he said it, it just, it didn't even, I didn't even catch that he had said something strange because Team Ranger Jail just sounded right to me. Um, of course then, it did. And then when the ranger corrected him, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that is kind of weird because what's Team Ranger? But Mark pointed out to me today that he's saying Teen Ranger Jail instead Mark. of Team, which is kind of disappointing because I like the idea of Team Ranger Jail. Maybe we should draw that. Team Ranger Jail? Yeah. I'll yeah. just do like a... Anyway, I'll do like, a logo. Like, what is Team Ranger Jail? Anyway, um, when when Teddy first arrives, he has uh, he has Louise and, and Jean with him. And when he first arrives, Louise makes some kind of a comment about there's a convenience store parking lot that's missing these oh, teenagers. Yes. And that just that took us that took me back to our youth. Yes. Because we we have talked in our other podcast, um, mostly true, about the small town we lived in when mm-hmm. we were teenagers and how you have to kind of just fill your time with something when you're not, we weren't partiers. Yeah. You know, we weren't drinkers. We didn't do drugs. Um, so it was like, we spent so much time in gas station parking lots. Well, and I think that's more than just a small town thing though. Is um, it? Well, okay. So I, d- I honestly don't know. Um, Jonas references it earlier in the episode when he's like, you guys aren't coming up with anything 
fun to do either. So mm-hmm. they're struggling to find things yeah. to do. Um, but like in Say Anything, when the guys are just hanging yeah, out in true. the... Yeah, that's true. And that's Seattle. Yeah. So I think it's just a thing. But lots of fond memories. I know. Hanging out in the those gas are, station for those were the ones. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. But those are like one of the few places that are open and have like... You're, you're not just hanging out... You guys should really listen to Mostly True because Jen talks about this whole thing where she goes and gets dragged through a cow field at one point. It's true. Cow field. Cow um, field. Um, but also they won't, you know, it, it takes a while before they make you move on from I, gas station. It's true. I, I need to go back to something. You don't, when I said I wanted to draw it, I don't want to draw teen ranger jail. Yeah. I want to draw team <laughs> ranger jail. That was very important to come back to. Explain to me why that's different or better. Because teen <laughs> ranger jail sounds like some sort of erotic fan fiction. Oh. Team ranger jail is just, it, it like needs to be a like thing. Like almost like superheroes? Yeah, it needs to be a thing. Aqua teen hunger force, but yes. aqua team hunger force? Ranger force. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I I like it. All right. I like it a lot. Um, one <laughs> more thing. Glad you went back. <laughs> Sorry. My brain, as soon as you were like, I don't know, and moved on, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk about this. Um, one of the things that was also very our brother um, about Teddy is when Jonas is like, tells them off and tries to take off on his bike oh. and his bike keeps not, not starting. And so Tenny's like, no, you mess with Tina. And he picks up his motorbike and throws it off a cliff. And then immediately feels bad about Which it. Which is so Jim. It is. It's just so Jim. When we were kids, Jim would get frustrated with us. Or sometimes he was just playing. Yeah. And he would just, like, pick us up and throw us. And we would get hurt. And he, he would, and then he would immediately, shh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's like that, the, what was it, the, the meme online with the otter and the, the cat? Is that it? Oh, no, it's a raccoon. Yes, and the a raccoon cat. and the cats. <laughs> that's, that's Jim. It's true. I'm glad that you caught those because I actually didn't. Yes. And now that you mention it, like, there, there are no two things that are more Jim than those two things yes. you just talked about. Well, those two things and then the stabbing of the shark. Like, Well, that's what I mean. Oh. The stabbing of the shark. Well, and, and, the, and the, 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 he can make the simplest thing complicated. It's true. He really can. I love so. Jim. And then, of course, the dancing gross thing at the end. The, 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 yes. Oh. The hair baby. What is it they call it? Goop the baby. Goop, goop, goop baby. So. Um, remind me, is it doing the Charleston? It's I doing don't know. a dance, but I, I can't remember what honestly, dance it's doing. it made me so grossed out. I had to keep looking away and then looking back at it because it's just so horrible. Um, I'll rewatch it and I'll let you know. Um, yeah. So there's that. Okay. Um. Remind me, and you'll probably cut this out. It's fine. <laughs> Remind me, though, this also triggered in my memory a weird thing that I was scared of when I was a kid that goes back to our very first episode of Mostly True. Remind me to tell you. I don't want to cut it out, but will you just say what it is so that people will listen to Mostly True? Okay. So um, the first episode of Mostly True is about childhood fears, and Jen's is wackadoodle, and you need to go listen to it because I'm not even going to tell you what it is. <laughs> Because you won't. It's so weird. But I came up with one. Um, 
I was afraid of getting ingrown toenails. Like I remember that. Fucking petrified. I had forgotten about that, but <laughs> now no, I remember. I you remember. were obsessed about it. I you know. talked about it all the time. <laughs> I was convinced I was going to get ingrown toenails. Every time we would go shopping for new shoes. Yes. You'd try them on and you would ask mom, yes. do you think these will give me ingrown toenails? Mother must have just wanted stab herself in the face and i would be like do you think these shoes would bring demons into my body (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're the worst all right anyway so there's that i i was reminded of that i anyway okay cool anything else on this one nope this was this was like um i would say other than see me now this was the teddiest of Teddy episodes in all of these. I, House Trap, Uncle Teddy was the yes the, heady, the teddiest, teddiest of, teddy. of teddies. Um, House Trap, I love. Yeah, but he does seem sort of ancillary to that in some ways. Yeah. So um, House Trap is season five, and it's important to to point out that this is actually not the most Teddy centric episode in season mm-hmm. five. The most Teddy centric episode is called friends with burger fit fits. I don't know what my problem is, but I can't burger say fits. things today. Um, and here's the thing I've, I talked in, uh, I think it was our very first pods burgers episode, how there are no Bob's burgers episodes that I don't like, mm-hmm. but there are some that I watch fewer than 50 times mm-hmm. and friends with burger fits is one of those. I just don't really care for that. It's not that I don't care for it. It's I, I just like it list. a lot less mm-hmm. than the others. Yeah. I don't go back to watch it multiple times. I don't get super excited when it comes on like I do about the others. I will always get excited about Bob's Burgers coming on. But anyway, so when Brittany and I were talking about which episodes to talk about, I just was like, I just wouldn't really have much to say. And maybe that would have been interesting to talk know. about why I don't like it. Yeah, um, let's talk about it some other time. Yeah, but instead, in fact, we should do an episode of the ones that I don't really care for. Oh, kind of yeah. See how you feel about them. Talk about why I don't like them. Um, but... Uh, House Trap is actually one of my favorite ones, Me too. favorite episodes, and it has a lot to do with Teddy. So we went ahead and went with this one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he is—he's uh, not front and center in a lot of it. Um, he's the reason why everything happens, and um, the reason why things continue to happen. So I think it's important to talk about this episode. Um, so shall I, I'll do the summary on this one. Yeah. So house trap, Teddy is, um, overburdened with work and he accepts another job while he's sitting at the restaurant waiting for his to go order because he's so busy. He can't sit and have lunch at the restaurant yet. He continues to eat out of the bag when they give him his to go order. Um, so Linda volunteers to do um, this job for him where he needs to bring the patio furniture in from a house at Craggy Neck. Um, Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, For a a person that he does handiwork for out there so that he can continue to to do the jobs around town. So the Belchers drive out there. Um, They uh, just admire... The house on it's right on the beach and it's beautiful and the the view is beautiful and they're taking the furniture in and then Linda is like oops the door is open so they end up inside the house just sort of 
looking at things and like playing with their pool table. And Bob picks up a magazine about boats and says he's into boats now and just all of these things. And then Teddy shows up, a storm is coming in, um, finds them in the house and is like, what are you doing in here? Linda and um, Louise go into the office and uh, discover a picture of the owner's previous wife and start concocting this backstory for them mm-hmm. about how he threw away this other wife for a newer, younger model. Um, and then they find out that the owner has died from an accident. He slipped on the widow's walk and uh, fell onto some decorative boulders down below. And they've decided that um, Helen, who is the new wife, uh, has murdered him. Um, so for his money, because he's rolling in clock money. It's clock money. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So that's the whole um, the summary. Uh, Linda starts reenacting the murder and pushes Bob, so he falls down and hurts his back, and they can't. He can't move to leave. The storm intensifies. Helen shows up. The road is washed out. They all have to stay there together, um, and it's just a, a series of hijinks that goes on Mm -hmm. about this. Um, Helen is voiced by Caitlin Olson, who is an actress in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And and now The Mick. A variety of other things, yes, including The Mick. Which is Um, a really good show you guys should watch. I I, I do not like It's Always Sunny. Sorry, everybody. People either love that show or hate it, and I'm one of those people who hate it. I don't really care one way or the other about it. Like, I don't go out of my way. I went to a birthday party that was themed around It's Always Sunny because the person was so into the show. Mm -hmm. Um... That was confusing and eye-opening. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to watch it because my husband's actually one of those people who really like it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really tried to get into it, but it, it, it went into areas and themes and made jokes about things that I find not distasteful. Anyway, yes. So, so watch the Mick because it's amazing. Yeah, go on. So I, I, the reason I, I bring that up is I, I found Helen's voice so soothing. Yeah. I just had to know who the actress was, mm-hmm. who the voice actor mm-hmm. who did her. Um, so yeah, um, a couple of things about this: um, the fact that Teddy just offhandedly mentions that they t- he took a bath in the house. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like. Um, oh, you're just in here enjoying yourself in the house? And they were like, maybe a little bit. And then t- uh, Teddy goes, oh, did you take a bath? And they were like, no. Like, that's completely yeah. nuts. And he says, you're lost. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, go on. Uh, when Gene notes that the boulders seemed traumatized. <laughs> yes. Because the guy fell on them and died. I loved that. There is uh, one part where uh, Teddy is talking about Helen and he uh, very clearly is sweet on Helen, mm-hmm. and um, he he has a theory that Helen has hired him to do work around her house because she's lonely. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of this hopefulness that you know Helen may have an interest in in back in Teddy. And Teddy mentions uh, that they you know sometimes sit and have tea and talk for what seems like minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought. I want to sit and have tea and talk for what seems like minutes. That seems very nice. It really does. It's, it's very nice. It sounds amazing. And um, another thing that comes up frequently is people's hair. Louise and Jean yeah, keep commenting was, on people's hair. That was one of my notes, too. First, 
Um, Linda's hair looks terrible. Then Bob's. And then Bob's hair looks, dad's hair looks terrible. And um, Helen's. And Helen's looks amazing. But when they say that Bob's hair looks terrible, um, I I think it was Tina who says dad's hair looks terrible. And Jean whispers back, it always does. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's so Rob. And it's so bizarre how that happens. Yeah. Because... This happens sometimes in Bob's Burgers where something will happen that doesn't connect to anything else, mm-hmm. but you just are kind of conditioned to to believe that whatever happens is going to come back up later, just like in art in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. And when that it's kind like, of thing happens and it's apropos of nothing... I think that's my favorite thing yes, about Bob's Burgers. That's, yes. That's why I am so... Every time Gene says something and... It, I miss it. I rewind it because yeah. his stuff is always my favorite. It's that throwaway, amazing bullshit. Yeah, and it's like it, um, the the concept of a plant in um, in a movie. Um, and by that I mean um, a good example is. And I was saying this to Chris the other day, Chris the archivist, um, in the movie The Witness, mm-hmm. which is um, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. goes to live with the Amish people, and, and the boy has witnessed a murder, and they're trying to anyway. One scene, he puts his gun in a drawer and they show him shutting the drawer. So, you know, the gun is in there. Mm -hmm. And then the audience knows it's there, but forgets about it until it becomes a key part of the the plot later. Very rarely happens in Bob's Burgers. It's just a bunch of randomness, which I freaking love. When you said the concept of a plant, I thought you meant like a literal... Not a growing plant. Like, I thought you meant a literal (laughs) plant. And do you know where I I went in my head? I could feel you doing this. Go ahead. That movie Green Card with Andy McDowell and the Frenchman. Yes. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, What is his name? Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. And and she wants the house that has the greenhouse, but she has to be married to have it. And then he wants to stay in... And I yes. was like, oh, because the, there's a lot of plants in that movie. Yeah. Two, why I didn't, two references to movies you've probably never seen. Why I didn't go to like Little Shop of Horrors, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, okay, so plants let's go back. Movies. Go back. Let's shake it off. She always has to bring me back. I just want to talk about Teddy. I know, I know. Please don't do. Don't we? Don't we all? Um, what? Uh, and as soon as I say that, I'm going to go immediately to something that um, Tina does that reminded me of my son. Tina's willingness to go along with something to spare somebody's feelings. <laughs> yes. Like, are you talking about po- the pool? The pool game when when Bob's trying to teach them to play pool and his his break is just pathetic yeah and she goes wow <laughs> and he's like no that was terrible and she's like i thought it was but i just i wasn't sure yeah and then she does it a second time yes yeah I mean, but it's so elliot it makes me just makes my heart melt Tina it's so sweet reminds me of you and elliot depending on the situation just love them yeah anyway um Kids commenting on hair. We talked about that. Um, oh, and then Gene. I'm sorry. I'm not talking about Teddy, but I do have a note about him. Um, but Gene, when he keeps talking about wanting snacks. and then I, she, that's, that's one of my notes. Car snacks are the best snacks is my note. Yes. <laughs> and then she comes out with the hot chocolate and goes, mini marshmallows. Would be really good right now, but I don't have any. And Gene goes, you have a car. <laughs> And Gene has decided that he doesn't really like Helen because when he asks Helen what kind of car snacks that she has, he she doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. And so later, 
he says, I'm, I'm not a good judge of, of her because she wasn't really receptive on that car snacks. <laughs> I love it. I also judge people by the snacks they're willing to give I know, me. I know. I always try to have a good variety of snacks to yeah. offer. Yeah. Because I want people to like me. Um, uh, that's not true. I mean, <laughs> I guess I do. I just want people to be well fed. I mean, I think everybody wants to be liked. Yes. Uh, can we, can we talk about the fact that poop comes up again in this episode? Does it? Yes. Because, um, after they have decided that Helen is a killer, Mm -hmm. uh, Bob has injured himself. Um, Mm -hmm. as, as Brittany mentioned, well, he didn't injure himself. Linda injured him by pushing him down. So he's, he's lying on the couch. Helen arrives. Linda has decided they have got to get out of there because Helen is a kid, a killer and she's needs scared. to save her babies. Yeah. And, uh, and she wants to protect her family. So the way that she decides that she's going to get the family away from Helen so that they can discuss leaving is to say, well, I need to poop. Does anybody <laughs> well, else right, need to I poop? Forgot. <laughs> so they all go to the bathroom together, except Bob who stays on the couch because he's injured. Um, and and they're all pooping together. How I forget that? <laughs> The, the way she delivers that line, I've actually tried, you're going to make fun of me, but I've walked around the house trying to say it the way that Linda says it, because the way she says it is so incredible, um, you guys, and I can't, I cannot deliver it the same way. Can you feel my exhaustion right now? I don't know if you can. Guys. There's a part of me that loves it's that. important. Can you imagine being Mark? Because he never asks me about it, ever. Like, he's so used to me now yeah. that me walking around the house going, well, I need to poop. Well, I need to poop. <laughs> well, I need to poop. <laughs> Either he doesn't notice or he just, you know, just think, kind of accepts it and moves on. I think he accepts it and moves on. I, yeah. I, I, that is my firm belief is that he does not not notice things. Yes. He's just, he's like, that's Jen. There yeah. she goes. I mean, and he accepts me no matter what. Um, um, I love that everybody is Jean when Bob is high. Oh, yes. Yes. Love that. Um, Bob is high because Helen gives him painkillers. Uh, pain yeah. Because she has a lot of painkillers from back when she took a lot of painkillers. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so he, he begins to just call everybody Jean. Yeah. No matter what. I like Bob when he's high and drunk. It, yes. it sort of amuses me. When they say, yay, it's loopy dad. Yes. And he's doing that kind of funny, jaunty walk mm-hmm. in to, to play pool To with play them. pool, yeah. And he has this completely serious look on his face while he's doing it mm-hmm. is just amazing. But to get back to Teddy, mm-hmm. let's talk for a minute about Teddy in this episode. So I really loved that Teddy was so sweet on Helen and had so many truly sweet, endearing things to say about Helen. That she has interesting collarbones. And and a, and a beautiful, a almost perfect forehead. Yes. Um, and that, and he keeps stressing that she's so nice. Um, and these things that are important to him. She's the cutest little thing. Well, and she's I, not little. And I was... She's regular sized, <laughs> which comes up a lot in Bob's for some reason. Yes. They're obsessed with regular sized. Um, but I was I was kind of disappointed in the episode that they made Helen actually be the murderer, evil. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Um, which, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but at the very end, they drive away, and she's kind of standing there, staring, and it makes this kind of creepy music, and 
you you already know at that point she's the murderer because Bob has uncovered some of the evidence but doesn't know because he's high. But I was kind of disappointed in it because watching the episode the first time, I remember being excited about the fact that that Teddy had a love interest who mm-hmm. actually reciprocated because right. he just, if you remember um, my fuzzy Valentine, right? they do speed dating and Linda has to tell him to stop squeezing Gretchen's hands so hard because <laughs> he's just squeezing them as hard as he can and Gretchen's fine with it. But um, nobody really is kind of responding yeah. with yeah. him throughout the series. And I want Teddy to have someone so much I know and and it's you and I have talked about this a lot I don't really believe that people have to have a partner to be happy right I think you can be so happy being single but Teddy seems like the sort yes if somebody cares about that yeah that's important to them if that's where they want to find that connection with other humans. Yeah. I want them to have it. And I think that, that Teddy, um, in general, because he tries so hard to be part of the Belchers, um, and is by and large part of the Belcher family, but um, the fact that he just recognizes the importance of family and would like that for himself, I just, I think that that's very sweet. And yeah. I would like that too. Yeah. So I mean, just, I think about it, and, and we'll talk about more about this in See Me Now as well, because mm-hmm. it's kind of the same themes, but he well, so his... desperately wants to be loved and he wants to have that, you know, he doesn't have that connection with his family. Like his, his connection with his mother is clearly strange. Right. Um, and you know, there's a thing in, in Buddhism that says it's a mistake to believe that the soul can go alone. Mm-hmm. And that I do believe. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a human connection mm-hmm. on some level. And right. the fact that that Teddy continually tries to connect to Bob mm-hmm. and clearly um, has this idea that Bob kind of has it. In fact, he says it in... He has um, it all. Yeah. yeah, in uh, Christmas in the Car. Right. You know, Bob, I wish my house smelled this hammy. You know, Bob really has it all kind of a thing. <laughs> um, I wish my house smelled this hammy. And if, if Bob, or I mean, if Teddy could get that anywhere, right? I want him to have that. Yeah. And the fact that they kind of presented that and then ripped it away at the end of House Trap made me very yeah. sad. Poor Teddy. I want him to have someone so much. They should give Teddy a little pet. Like a stinky little dog. Um, All right, should we talk about See Me now? Um, What's in between? So season six does not have a Teddy-centric episode. There are um, episodes, there are actually uh, one, two, three, there are four episodes uh, where he appears and plays an important part. One is The Land Ship, Mm -hmm. which we will dedicate a whole episode to because... I went back and looked at the statistics. Did I already talk about this on here or was that in, I think on my birthday I talked about it. I went back and looked at the statistics because I own every season of Bob's Burgers and I went back and looked. Um, The number one most watched episode of all episodes of Bob's Burgers that I've watched is The Land Land Ship. Ship. Yep. So um, we will do a whole episode about it, but his role in that is that he helps uh, Bob and Linda 
move some porta potties that the city has put in front of Bob's Burgers restaurant. That's one of the yeah. That's one of the episodes that um, we mentioned on social media. One of the things Jen wanted to do on her birthday when we were in Southern California. Uh, we rented a house out there with a pool and a little hot tub and like did all kinds of fancy things. And one of the things that Jen wanted to do on her birthday was wake up and uh, watch Bob's Burgers. So we just watched Bob's Burgers as, all together. And as many episodes and all of yep. the ones that I picked, they all sat and watched. And the me. land ship was one of them. It so. was the first one. Um, anyway, that's one of the episodes that he plays a pivotal role in. The, the other one is The Cook, The Steve, The Gale, and Her Lover. Um, in that episode, Bob and Linda are having a small dinner party and Bob invites this um, archaeologist that he finds fascinating, and that makes Teddy very jealous. So again, mm-hmm. Teddy tries to make these connections uh, with Bob, and Bob's just kind of not, you know, realizing re- it. Yeah, yeah. So again, that's another moment of bet of, of Teddy trying to have that um, sacred couch is also in season six. We will definitely do an episode about sacred couch because. I love this episode so much. But in Sacred Couch, um, Linda is obsessed with that with the brown couch that's in mm-hmm. the Belcher's house. Um, and through sabotage, uh, the couch breaks and they have to put it downstairs. And Linda writes a note for whoever takes the couch. And Teddy offers to stay with the couch and watch over it and ensure that the right person takes the couch when the Belchers go to buy a new couch. And his role in that is just hilarious. Um, The last one in season six where uh, Teddy plays uh, any any amount of a of a more prominent role is Glued Where's My Bob, which we talked about in Ranksicles. Right. um, Where Teddy has to come try to help. Uh, get Bob unglued from a toilet seat. Mm-hmm. So go back and watch or listen to Ranksicles if you want to hear more about that. But again, there isn't an episode that, you know, even has something like, you know, gives some of Teddy's backstory or, you know, anything like that in season six. So not much to talk about there. So season seven, the final one we're going to talk about today is See Me Now. Yep. Which is one of my favorite episodes because it is, again, it, it, there's a lot of Teddy in this, especially mm-hmm. in the first half of it, mm-hmm. that I just, it, not only, okay, people can relate to that one thing that you get your head so wrapped around that you finally think of that moment that you're going to get that closure, and then it turns out really, really crappy. It's interesting that you bring that up because I thought to myself, how many of uh, people in the world... Um, can relate to uh, Teddy's kind of holding on to this past relationship Mm -hmm. and wanting so much to have this scenario where he can have that closure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you've known me my whole life and, and how I can be about relationships. So there really hasn't been other than when I was a young teenager and you're an idiot when you're a young teenager anyway, but there hasn't been that that relationship for a, where a I've prior, just, yeah, yeah, where I've been in this situation that Teddy's in, where I would even give two shits about coming across I think, a, an ex again. But it's such a universal thing that yes. even not knowing it firsthand, it's like part of human DNA to understand where yeah. Teddy's coming. And from. And I think my only real 
um, experience with that was again as a teenager and maybe a little bit as a young adult because I I I don't know I think that's the reason why I find it so okay so at the beginning of the episode yeah, um, we should give a synopsis probably Teddy comes into the restaurant and invites the Belchers to come for a boat ride with him on his boat that he's been fixing up for years and years and he finally has finished it and he'd like to take him on a boat ride um, and. Uh, they agree. They show up. He asks them, hey, where do you want to go? Um, they come up with a variety of silly responses like, oh, what was Louise's? Wherever, um, what's it called, happened? Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips happened. Um, where, where is it that Tina Gene says? Gene wants to go to Mars. Yes. Tina wants to go to San Diego? Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so that's where, and, and he goes, oh, um, hey, what if we go to this bar that my ex-husband's, or my ex-girl, ex-girl, ex-wife's new boyfriend owns, and just kind of cruise past that, and the response from the Belchers is, ooh, wow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When you hear it from somebody like Teddy, from an adult, you think, that's sad. Mm-hmm. But... If you think back to when you were a teenager, that is a really common, familiar feeling for Mm -hmm. people to have. And it is like, it's something that people look back on and think of with a certain amount of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a part later in the episode where, you know, Bob keeps trying to talk him out of his need, Teddy's need to have this moment and there's a part I wrote a note later, about this too. Yeah, where where Bob says you don't have to let Denise know you're doing well. You can just do well. Right. And to to be an adult and to and to have that frame of mind which is my frame of mind is it you know, it it's that whole adage of uh looking good is the best revenge. Right. Well, in my mind living your best life is the best revenge. Right. So I've always been a little too good at just kind of, well, there's other things I can do and just kind of walking away and living my best life. And you and I have talked about this before as well. When it comes to certain, um, like a lot of people will say things like, oh, um, if that person doesn't know what they lost in being with you, then they obviously don't deserve you and all of those kinds of cliche things. Mm -hmm. But for me, one of the things that I always internalized from the time I was very young and very sensitive and very romantic um, to where I am now um, and probably overdeveloped was the idea of if you don't find it within you to think I'm as important as I think I should be to you, mm-hmm. you are irrelevant to me. Yeah, I don't want revenge. I don't want to think about you. You become completely gone. I am indifferent to your presence. But to go back to what we were talking about before, you and I can do that because we have other connections. Right. And Teddy kind of doesn't have that. I think definitely, and and this is one of the things that actually is great about Friends with Burger Fits, is um, Bob comes to a realization that Teddy is more important to him than, than he wants to admit. And 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 so certainly I think Teddy is very important to the Belchers. And but there clearly is not that that way that Teddy can internalize that information right. in a way that he desires. I think that's one of the things I liked about See Me Now was that speech from Bob where he said, You don't have to let Denise know you're doing yeah. all right, just do all right. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I, I think that, that is 
I, th- I want that stitched on a pillow. Yes. <laughs> I will make that happen for you. <laughs> I stitch you. things as you know. Because I think, I think that that is a beautiful life philosophy that more people would do well to, to mm-hmm. really kind of take in and, and make it part of who they are and how they live their life. Um, so let me go back to, so one of the parts of this, um, episode, so, all right, there's that whole setup. They get on the boat. Um, Teddy keeps trying to get Denise's attention cause she's out serving people on the deck of this bar, which is called the, um, Schoonhound. Schoonhound. Classy. <laughs> um, they keep doing that. And eventually he gets Denise's attention. And as he's trying to talk to her, he crashes into a dock, gets stuck gives it full speed backwards and gets unstuck, but then hits the um, engine on another dock and then they power away. And, and the Louise says, and that's how you make an, en- an exit, exit, ladies yep. and gentlemen. That's right. Um, but it screws up the engine. The boat starts leaking. They end up having to um, make an emergency crash landing. I guess, what do you call it in nautical terms? I don't know. On this um, island that is completely overrun with these giant Scottish cattle. Um, They have to uh, go up these rocks to avoid the cattle to get up to the house where there's a crazy guy with a weed whacker. Nathaniel, the groundskeeper. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the, the whole situation and it's just hilarious that half sec that last half the second act where they are trying to get up to the house and linda and tina help um help quote unquote teddy uh by doing a reenactment of how we envisioned it going down if he actually talks to denise they role play and linda plays herself and denise Mm -hmm. and tina plays the boyfriend who owns the schoon hound and does not actually play herself, but is referenced mm-hmm. in the role-playing, and Teddy plays himself. And let's just say it does not go anywhere near approaching anything that would happen in reality. Yeah. Um, I do love a couple of things about this episode that aren't related to Teddy, but before I do that, do you have anything else that's... I think we've delved into poor Teddy's psyche an awful lot, and I, I just love this character. I want him to do well. Yeah, and not I, have to show anybody that he's doing well. I agree. Um, I think that every time you see Teddy get a small win, yeah, um, it 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 all just kind of uh, adds one onto another onto another. And you, I I believe that because I've thought a lot about this, <laughs> <laughs> Jen's thought a lot about this. <laughs> that you actually see Teddy develop as a character, but also as a human mm-hmm. throughout the various seasons. And I think um, Brittany referenced um, Thanks Hoarding, which is uh, the Teddy-centric Thanksgiving theme or Thanksgiving episode in season eight. You see him really become sort of this more empowered, fully realized person in that episode than you had seen, you know, in any of the other episodes. And I think, so I was reading an article about this episode a few months ago, so I may get some of this wrong, and I may put my own color into it. But I was reading, uh, it was on the AV Club, and they were talking about at the end when Teddy has kind of resigned himself to letting Denise go Mm -hmm. and it's time to, to do this. 
and he fires his uh, flare gun, flare gun mm-hmm. not his, because he fires his only flare into the ocean earlier, but <laughs> the flare gun of the ship that they are on, they're towing his ship back to um, land, and he fires a flare into it and sets it on fire. And they were talking in that um, article about how the episode allows Teddy that moment of of really kind of mourning Denise mm-hmm. and the the music changes, mm-hmm. the light changes, mm-hmm. the sunset I was is different. Say, that last shot on the ocean is one of the most beautifully drawn things I've ever it seen. It really in this. is. Um, the boat on fire reflected in the water. Yeah. <laughs> but they let him have that moment in this episode without an undercutting of of humor in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then it immediately jumps back to the reality yes. of the Belchers kind of giving him a hard time about... You, you didn't have to set that on fire. You yeah. could have sold it for parts. Oh, by the way, our wallets are in yes. there. And also but my steering wheel. <laughs> the episode itself allows him to have yes. that time. It's the Belchers that come in and say, you know, it's different. And and I thought that that was such an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. But it, was, it, it resonated with me so much because I feel like the writers have this kind of respect for Teddy and yeah. allowing him a little bit at a time to develop and to have those moments. I think that that was important, even if well, it was misguided. And I think that's, part. I think that's, that's important. It's interesting. I, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I admire about Bob's Burgers is they do have a handful of throwaway characters. They have ones that they bring in frequently. We've talked about marshmallow many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they have certain characters that in any other comedy or any other kind of um, animated show or whatever, they would usually use them as some sort of comedy device. Mm-hmm. But Teddy is Teddy, mm-hmm. but still develops along with the rest of the characters. And, and they don't just hit on it and then say, oh, that was enough, they continue to grow that interaction throughout. So you know that Bob's relationship with Teddy is different from the moment that he was in the crawl space to this season. Yes. They've developed as friends. Yes. They both have realized things, and I think that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, Bob's Burgers philosophy again, you guys. I mean, that's what you come here for. If you, if you don't come here for this, you're no. going to be disappointed. Yeah, you should just back the fuck out right now because this is what we're going to do. Um, Jen and I have both studied literature theory, so I mean, you know, this is what we do. Um, okay, great. So Teddy, I have huge affection for him as a character. A couple of other um, observances, ob- observations, that's the word I was looking yeah, for. I have, I have a couple as well. Um, non-Teddy specific. Gene is amazing in this episode as usual. Um, when, flick your butts? Yes, flick your butts <laughs> was one of them. Did he just say flick our butts? <laughs> Where do we flick our butts? Because that does have, have to happen soon. Um, I have one more thought at the end of all of this. Okay, I'm going away from Gene now. Okay. you good? Yep, good. Okay. Um, so, a couple of things. Um, I, I made a, a extremely deep cuts... Bob reference. Of course you did. When I was in Europe last summer um, in Paris, we went on our river kind of tour 
and I posted a picture of us, and the caption was, look at you in a shirt on a boat. <laughs> That's from this episode, see me now. <laughs> Nobody got it. Nobody. I would People get it now. People were confused. People asked me, did you think you weren't going to have a shirt on? <laughs> like, I know. I loved that. I when, wanted anyone to know what I was when doing. When Linda was just, she told me, like, um, there was a tiny moment after Linda said that, that I like, I was like, does Teddy usually not wear a shirt? Like I actually was sitting there trying to think. And then I started thinking about, um, the deepening when he takes off his, um, boidle uh-huh. and, and they're all making their stomachs talk to yes. each other. Yes. That's amazing. Um, he's wearing a different, a different shirt right. than he normally yes. is when she says that. And I think that's what she's referencing, but I, I just, I've been keeping that in that nobody, nobody got it. my reference and it, it made me very sad. Um, so here's my last little nugget, and I'm dead serious about this. So the end... Dead serious. Dead serious, y'all. Um, the end sequence, the end credits. I want to make one of those little things with the waves and the... and I one fucking want... One of my want, notes was I that the end that. credits makes me so happy. It's so charming. Yes. And that little, like the, the multiple wave thing yes. with boats, I really want to make one it. of those so much. Do you know what that reminds me of? Hmm. When I was a little girl, I, I, it was maybe my fifth or sixth birthday. Jim, yes. who is our brother, who is Teddy, made me a diorama oh, in a shoebox. I remember this. It was an ocean scene. It was so great. I still remember the feeling that I had the first time I saw it and how much I loved that thing. And it sat on my little like area of the dresser mm-hmm. for years. I loved it. And he, you know, it was so well done that came down from the top and he had attached little fishes at different levels. I, I loved it. And there were little waves and little rocks and that every time I see that ending sequence, I think of that, that thing set the bar for dioramas for the, re- <sighs> for the rest of my life. And the fact that he put so much effort into making that for me yeah. for my birthday. It's very sweet. I just see always remember. Teddy's such a good guy. So is So is Jim. So is Jim. It's true. It's very true. All right. Was that so, was that it? Yeah, I think we've Wow, we've teddied we've out. The end. I think that you guys should know that I parted my hair on a different side today. Oh, and Jesus. I don't feel like myself, which may be why I haven't been able to say words normally. That's totally your part. That must be it. Way to Occam's razor that shit, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know how life-changing changing your part can be, go listen to the Radio Lab. Um, oh, yeah, that's for real. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Mirror Mirror. It's crazy town. And I probably go back and listen to that twice a year yeah. because it's so amazing. Well, and after you told me about it, I started noticing exactly because yeah. there are certain apps on the phone that will take pictures of you flipped a different way. Yeah. And you do look remarkably different yes. when you are Yes. Not the And changing your changing your part is a really big deal. It is. Um, also, uh, I was reading an article about weird things that are, are always a trope in movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably a list article. But one of them was evil people are always left-handed. And they took it a step further to say 
in movies. Yeah, not no, I know. In real life. No, I was actually just trying to think about that and know if I had any examples. They took it a step further and said that if you notice in movies, and I've tried to make it and make a note to notice going forward that if the character is supposed to be good, a lot of times their part is on the right side with the hair sweeping to toward sorry, on the left side with the hair sweeping, sweeping to, to the, the right. right. Mm-hmm. And if the person is evil, it's on the right side with the hair sweeping to the left because it is more natural for somebody with to be left-handed to part their hair on the right side with the hair sweeping to the left, which is how I normally part my hair. But right now I have it parted in the good way, which is on the right with the hair sweeping to the left. This is some serious crap going on right now. <laughs> I don't even know so, what to do with this information. No, it's it's actually I don't know. it's fascinating. I feel like myself. I've taken um, a few multiple literature theory classes, um, but also a handful of literature compared to um, screenplays or um, film adaptations, mm-hmm. and a lot of things that would never have occurred to me. It's it's very intricate. Yeah. Some of the stuff that they will write in symbolically yeah. or um, just to make sure to, uh, um, for continuity's sake, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, I just, I find it fascinating because I always have nothing but affection for people with left hand, handed, left hands. <laughs> I mean, people with left hands, they are righteous. I have, I have affection for people who have only right hands too. Don't get me wrong. Also, but. before we go, I have to note that at some point during this recording, Brittany took the little Teddy doll and tucked him in he using the sleepy. table runner on my table. He looks real sleepy. So I tucked him in. Um, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice. He's very comfortable. He has a blanket. He looks tired. Anyway. Uh, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Teddy's all tucked in. I think we're, uh. He looks very cozy. I'll take a picture. I'll take a picture of of Teddy getting all cozy. Um, yeah. I think we've said all the things. So we can go back to some newer episodes next time. Um, I do want to make sure we do a Gail episode because she's another Mm -hmm. one that I have some deep affection for um yeah i think next time though and the next few times we need to talk through the new episodes in season eight Mm -hmm. so that you know we kind of get through all of those and then go back to the older stuff yeah so for me um and we we skipped around a lot in season eight so there's actually a few to talk about i think um Brunch Squatch is something we really need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because, because of the variety so of animation. Unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were a few styles of animation in there that I was very fond of, and then others I was just very surprised by. So yeah. very excited to talk about that one. And also, I think you and I would both agree that we have got to talk about Sit Me Baby one more time. Yes. <laughs> because. Oh, my God. The we Tinker rewatched Dink yes. and Tinker Dinkle. We we rewatched that recently, at least part of it, and we have a lot to work with, you guys, but Mm -hmm. um, definitely know that we've got some new season stuff coming up and some Gale episodes. All right, guys. Well, that was... um, I'm so excited we finally got to... We've been talking for like three episodes about a Teddy episode. Yes, we did it. We didn't always talk about Teddy, but... We got in there. He's pivotal. He is. He's woven into the world, and I love that. So sorry for all the dogness 
that happened. I might have um, edited it all out. Who knows? I, I, she I usually mean, doesn't, you guys. I'm going to have to edit a bunch anyway. No. So. Just leave it. No. Just, just put the raw file up there, Jen. <laughs> just let it go. Done. Okay. Um, all right. All right. We will uh, email us uh, about many and sundry things, things you've caught in the episodes. Um, uh, definitely, if you can think of what the swanky panky drink should be. Yes, and and tell us where you part your hair. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Mine's usually just kind of in the middle. Yeah, it's just. I mean, that's okay too. It's fine. I got bangs. Love you. Bye right. bye bye. Goodbye. This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song is "No Smoking" by the Blue Dot Sessions.